welcome to today's podcast. A little later than usual, that's okay. 4.14 in podcast time on Monday, November 8th. Every Monday from now until April should be sunny and mild or sunny and 10 degrees warmer than the <laughs> average. Yeah. How do we feel about that? I am good with it because I feel like it was a very, it was a Monday e Monday this morning, especially because it was so dark outside. But um, like once the sun started to come out, I said, you know what? I'm good with this. The biker boys just rode up the road. Some were doing wheelies and stuff, you know, the neighborhood biker gangs just rolling down the street. I'm here for it. This is a nice November. You were up earlier than usual, right? No, 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 no. I'm actually normally up. Usually, I don't. Now, I don't always respond to you right when I wake up, but that's because I'm not a morning person. No, right. I, I was up. I've been up since like because five, 5:45. Because of daylight savings and the switch, it's now going to get lighter earlier than it has been. Where last week, it wasn't getting light till like eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. That was rough. That was rough. Yeah. No, I was up. It was a good. It was an okay morning for me. Normally, I'm really tired, but I wasn't this morning. Good. I'm glad you got up and going. Um, we'll uh, we'll try to keep this brief, and um, I'll start with the serious thing, which I have no opinion about, other than a very insensitive shoulder shrug, rather hmm. than rather than blaming the obvious. Um, oh, I know where you're going. Uh, I just I shrug my shoulders, and I guess I say, thankfully, it wasn't worse of this nonsense down in Houston with Travis Scott and his yeah. Astro World show, where eight people were killed, stampeded to death, and uh, scores, which is like twenty scores, were injured. So my okay, I may have an unpopular opinion here. Um, but I don't think that the responsibility is solely on Travis Scott. I think that there's like droves of, there's, there's so many people behind him, like operating the, the, uh, the ship. And there's a lot more people that should be held responsible for that. I do think, I mean, it is coming out now that they were warned about the amount of security. And I want to say, I heard today that there was like 250 police but there was 50,000 people. So what is that, like a 200 to one ratio? Like that's pretty bad. Um, and they were warned a couple times about um, the danger of the crowd size. And it sounds like they did nothing. So there's definitely some liability there. But at the same time, um, Travis Scott potentially ending his show could have caused an even bigger riot, if that makes any sense. And I do think he holds some responsibility there. Like his his image is like chaos and just the grunge hip hop kind of rap style. Like that's his image. Like mosh pits at his shows are not unheard of and are I think are like expected. Uh, and he's cool with that. And I think he even hypes it up at times. Like, I think he got arrested or got a disorderly conduct charge for encouraging people to storm emergency gates at Lollapalooza. So that's like, it's expected from him. So he does have some responsibility in creating that kind of fan. But can you imagine what would have happened if he would have ended the show and walked off with 50,000 people there? You know? Uh, it's funny, you bring up the word chaos. And I had I had seen in some of the commentary that I read about this was that he loves to create that but you know what 
that's everything aside from an Adele show. Um, so I can only blame him so much, even though I'm not a big fan of his. Uh, I don't know. Like Travis Scott chaos is different than Harry Styles chaos. I, yeah, yes. <laughs> yes. And, and who is, who is in your audience is different as well. So he's, I, I'd love to put all the blame on him, but I can't, but he certainly deserves part of the culpability. And right. I just don't know much more about it. I have these very black and white thoughts about it. Like we're very lucky among 50,000 people that only eight people died. No one mm-hmm. should ever die in these things. But if, if, if chaos is going to happen, thank God it's only eight. And you just hope that these other people, it was just scrapes and bruises and, and nothing lifelong or months long where people will be agonizing. He should also brace himself and the promoter and anyone else for a large amount of lawsuits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was like eight deaths, but there was 11 cardiac arrests. And then there was like 300 people injured. But that could have been like the drunk who fell off a platform like, you know, a mile away from where the stampede was, if that makes any sense. So like that doesn't just include the people that were in that direct area. Um, But and I feel like this isn't the first time something like this has happened. Like, let's think back to like hardcore rock concerts. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure that there was deaths that happened there and all sorts of stuff. I also heard that a security guard, though, had to be Narcaned because he got pricked with a needle and it had fentanyl yeah. in it. So that's awful. Um, Not that I want to hone in on this because this was obviously the extreme in so many ways. This is why I don't attend events like this or anything <laughs> like it or <laughs> events where there's 50,000 people. Like, the more people you add in anything, yeah. the positive outcomes seem to decrease. Um, and a lot of people will be sued, and, and rightfully so. And he'll be named in them, and the promoters, and security, and maybe Drake? police. How is Drake named in this? Do we know? Maybe he is an executive producer of... Potentially, okay. ...of the show. So it's, it's sad that anyone died and... It sounds cold and callous to say this, but thank God it wasn't more people. No, I mean, I don't think that that's cold. I think that that's just, it could have been worse. I mean, the the conditions were there for it to be worse, and it, and it wasn't, especially considering he kept playing, you know, and, and all of that happening. But, you know, it, it, is, it is just really unfortunate, and it may cause the music industry to reflect on what they allow for, for stuff like that. But that is his brand. Like it was, it was almost bound to happen. You know, Travis Scott. That's his brand is kind of chaos and 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 invoking this like hysteria, um, rebellious hysteria in youth and young adults. Like that's that's his thing. So um, it's just like I said, it was to be expected. I don't think that you would catch me at any kind of Astro World concert unless you gave me some bougie VIP like roped off section where I didn't have to worry about being with <laughs> the masses you know and really that's any kind of concert unless it's like the Spice Girls or something you're not going to catch me there but because um, I, I think I'm learning that I also don't like crowds but mm. anyway welcome it is the, really un- it is unfortunate welcome to the party which is a party of no more than six um, <laughs> so since we're doing concerts um, spoiler, and if you don't want me to do it, I will not do it. 
But um, I can now share. Uh, so there's there was a spoiler two weeks ago that came out for Eternals. Oh yeah. Can, can you haven't seen it yet? Do you mind? No, I, I did. That? You did see it. I did. I did. Oh, okay. All right. Then we can discuss this. So let's. Yeah, go we don't normally talk on weekends, so. So. I figured I'd. The and by the way, when you said that Thomas wanted to FaceTime, I put about as much money down on that as I did going to an Astro World size concert. Um, oh no, we didn't FaceTime because I didn't want to bug you. He did ask me to, but I said, uh, "No, it's the weekend." He doesn't talk on weekends. Okay. Um, <laughs> so at least two weeks or so ago, um, I saw there was something that came through in this prep service that I get in my work email, and it says Harry Styles joins the MCU, and I'm yes. thinking, oh, it's probably like he was casting, you know, something down the road in Phase Four. I so I keep reading. And it says he's in Eternals, and I think it was Variety that leaked this during the uh, the critics' preview availability. And mm-hmm. um, I was uh, I I know the character, and quite frankly, I thought it was the best part of the movie because I have one word to describe the movie. And after reading something about the director Chloe Zhao, she uh, I guess she was inspired by the Man of Steel movie by Zack Snyder in 2014. Yeah. Which was grim and shades of gray as far as like <laughs> the energy of it. This movie was joyless. And if, you, if I didn't know any better, it felt more like a DC movie than a Marvel movie. And as much as I'm not one for constant formulas over and over again, I needed a little more Marvel um, in this movie because it, yeah. was, it was a slog to get through. And I didn't like the movie, but I did like all the setups. And that's my review. So I would not, I, I won't quite call it joyless, but I do understand what you were, it, there were moments and pockets of this movie where it was just legitimately sad. Like it, I mean, Angelina Jolie played her character so well, in my opinion, and the sadness that you, especially when um, Gilgabran. Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh, like the Gilgamesh scene was rough for me. So it was just a lot more, I mean, in in like Avengers, we didn't see that kind of sadness until Iron Man was gone. You know what I mean? Where like for me, I just felt it right away without being invested in these characters at all. So it was a little grim, absolutely. It did seem more like a DC film. I agree with that too. I just I did enjoy it though like it it definitely gave me a little bit of like closure in the end and I enjoyed that what I am looking forward to that I didn't get a chance to tell you is the the end credit scenes with Harry Styles um I was looking forward to that because I see some humor with him and his little sidekick character and I was just like we needed a little bit more of this like I feel like the gentleman who played um our muscle bound guy yes yes he carried the film, him and his co-star, his sidekick really carried the film as far as the humor. Like he, for me, he, he absolutely did. Um, he did fantastic, but I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. I think we disagree with you in some ways and then agree with you in others. Um, I was very pleased with it. I wish it was released on HBO so I could watch it again. Yeah, I would like, like I did see, Dune. I, I'd like to see it again. <laughs> Just to see if I like it better a second time, or maybe that would just be more torture because it's it's a lot. To, it's it was two hours and forty minutes. I knew that going in. Um, I said to Vinny over the weekend, I was like, "So if if you didn't know, uh, Marvel has for several well maybe 
most of those 20-some movies they've released, Marvel has been accused of having a, a villain problem outside Ooh. of, like, Loki. And then Thanos kind of, like, saved all that, made all that go away. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look back, a lot of them are underwhelming or confusing. Um, mm. I can certainly make the argument or debate that Marvel fell back into uh, bad villain territory with this. That is, if you're going yeah. with the traditional villain of the Deviant and Crow, who Angelina sliced up in three seconds. But then yeah. again, you could say that, spoiler, Icarus was the villain or Aramish was the villain. So it was complex and it was and convoluted. And you talk about um, Kingo, his comic relief and, and the um, his driver, his chauffeur, they were great. They almost seemed out of place because of <laughs> like the timing. It was like always interrupting serious moments. And I just needed more <laughs> of that, more levity in the movie. But I, I, I liked um, I liked that he decided to not help them. But yes, he decided he not to fling himself in the sun. So I appreciate I appreciated like the conflict that many of them had to go through. And there's also an eerie ending for Icarus yeah. flying into the sun. So I feel like uh, eerie, yes, but I don't. I mean, maybe you know better than I do. Again, my my perception and my like um, what the my insight is from someone who knows nothing about the comics and about the history of these characters. So Icarus, I feel like that wasn't the end for him. I just thought that's, those were part of the things that I just said, this is actually really sad. Like this, I mean, between the deaths that were in the film with some of these characters, this is just really sad, really sad. It was hard to see um, him fly into the sun that way, but I knew that that wasn't the end of him because don't they call him the boy who stayed, who flew too close to the sun? Well, that's, the, like, that's, that's I believe, that's Greek mythology. Story? That's, that's it. I-C-A-R-U-S. Uh, Icarus made, like, wings of wax. They say he flew close, so so high in the sky, too close to the sun, that the wax wings melted and he died. That they're, in, they're in the eeriness of him flying into the sun. I, don't, I mean, I doubt that that's the end of him. But, um, and I mean, we've had many characters that were bad guys at one point and then became, like, Love, like Loki, beloved, you know what I mean? Like really, Winter Soldier, bad guy. Now we love him. Loki, we love him. So I, I, I have faith that he'll come back. Um, I also liked the, um, I wasn't expecting this. And like I said, I didn't have enough knowledge about Eternals, but I loved that Angelina Jolie's character. I kept trying to figure this out. I was like, is she Athena? Athena, like the Athena? And she was, and I was just like, I love this. This is a, this is like two of my favorite worlds kind of coming together into one. So I just really thoroughly enjoyed it besides the fact that it was just legitimately sad. Like it did make me feel sad, but um, also new observation for me, I think I love Harry Styles and him in all of his fingernail polish, dress skirt wearing glory. Like I adore his how different he is but then he comes into this film and i'm like ooh, hello like you know what i mean love harry styles thomas was like who is that i was like it's harry styles so do you not know who that is when that scene (laughs) popped up like i i was just life had been extracted out of me no Uh, i was when that when that one Celestial was turned into stone. I didn't know that there was actual, actually a celestial called Tiamat. And I like whacked Josh. I'm like, it's fucking Galactus. Um, now, this, like I said, I like all this that 
all everything that happened that it created, like we're gonna get to Galactus and the Fantastic Four and uh, the Black Knight, which is what Ooh. happened in the after credit scene, and that was Blade whispering to him. So we got Blade. The fact Wait, that there, what? Yeah, that was Mahershala Ali whispering him, like saying, "Are you ready for that?" Wait, okay, so we only, so we didn't stay for the what? second scene. And so I'll have to, I'm sure I can find it on the internet. But, um, so, and I knew that there was one because everybody else was sitting. So the only ended credit scene I saw was the Harry Styles. But um, I figured there was another one. No, that's fine. I'll just watch it. Because I'm like, wait, Blade? <laughs> what? Yep. And the and Black Knight. Who's the Black Knight? Is that Kit Harrington? Yes. Yes, the Black okay. Knight is an Avenger, but the sword makes him think bad things, and it seems like he's going to be in the Blade movie, and we'll have vampires. So they opened up a lot of worlds, including the fact that there is a uh, a celestial stone. Now, granted, they use the Indian Ocean, and you know what? No one ever talks about the Indian Ocean. Nothing, That's true. Ha- nothing happens there except for planes crashing. Except um, for, like, planes. Yeah. So, I believe uh, Namor, the Submariner, who is a legendary character in Marvel they've never been able to use. He's been around for decades and decades um, with Atlantis and all this stuff. He is rumored to be uh, some kind of antagonist in the next Black Panther movie. So I would say a giant celestial being being stuck in the ocean definitely could bring an, an angry Atlantean to the surface. So they've, yeah. op- they've opened up a lot of worlds. But back to the Harry thing, as soon as I saw that, so the, the small fellow, his name, is, <laughs> his name is Pip and he's always drunk. He's and hilarious. As soon as I saw him, I, was fi- I finally felt some energy in my body. I was like, here we go. He's going to introduce... Star Fox, and we got Harry, and like his little line made me feel so much lighter after all that doom and gloom. So that exactly. So when I that was, I felt the same way. Like when his character came in, because I, I mean, I was watching the film and I forgot. I and I'm glad I did. I, I forgot about the news of Harry Styles and how it kind of ruined it for all of us. And we were getting to the end, and I said, "Wait a minute, Harry Styles was supposed." to to be in this and then you know it was over and I said where's Harry Styles and then it cut to the credits and I said oh this is where he comes in and I I don't know I like I kind of like I got a little hot in my seat for a minute and I was so excited and I'm happy about that because I really was sad when Avengers ended kind of like I was when Star Wars ended I was sad like it took me a couple days to realize like all of the looking forward to, like how we feel when we're watching these films, at least for me, again, and I, this is someone that doesn't have any like stock in the stories long term, but it just, it is, it is something enjoyable to look forward to and to really just like pick apart the films and, and give our input and our perception. And I'm like, oh, this is over. Like, what are you going to replace it with that's going to be just as good? I'm excited. I am excited about this. So while it was sad, I'm also excited. Kit Harrington, I knew that there was something else going on with him. And I said, he's not just your average Joe. Kit is never just an average Joe. Never, 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 never. And so I knew he was going to be in this film, but I didn't know what his role was going to be. You should have um, asked me and I could have given you some background. You <laughs> might have enjoyed it more. Well, I'm glad that I didn't because I really got to go through the emotions of trying to figure it out. And um, I think I enjoy that a lot. And so when I was trying to figure this out and I said, you know, and he was trying to take a moment and he goes, my family's not quite what it seems. And I said, I knew it. I knew it. He's special. He's always special. 
So I don't know. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I want to see it again. Let's go together. The, somebody said it really well. Like, why do we go to Marvel movies? I mean, they, they've created the perfect business model. Yeah. Why do, we go to, why do we go to Marvel movies? Because we went to the last one. Why do we go to the ones that we don't feel that, t- that hot about? Because we're ready for the next one. Yeah, and it, it, there is just a certain amount. I do really enjoy fantasy. I enjoy fantasy stories, but I also enjoy a piece of history. So like I said, when they merged, you know, Greek mythology with Marvel, it was like a perfect, it's kind of like Midnight Mass when they merged like vampires and fantasy with biblical history. I'm like, this is great. This is the two, the two things I love the most are coming together. So um, I just, I nerded out about it. I was so excited. I, and then the perfect ending, the cherry on top was me getting all hot over Harry Styles and then acknowledging, I think I really do like this guy. <laughs> if you would have stayed for the after credits, you would have had Harry and Kit within 10 minutes of each other. And Mahershala Ali, too, apparently. Yeah. Jesus, I missed that. Shit, only, I'll have to only, watch that. Only with a whisper, so you wouldn't have oh. seen him. Um, oh, gotcha. I will probably finish up The Heart of a Fall tonight. I, I, pulled, mm. I pulled off of it the other night because it got very derivative Western, and I'm hoping that it gets a little deeper than that. But still. Where did you leave it? I forget. It was late. Um, we yeah. finished it, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, I, I appreciated all the performances, and the cast was incredible, but I was hoping for a little bit more, and nothing kept me to it, but I'll finish it up tonight. So it was, I mean, when I, it was one of those things where we were sitting there watching it, and I noticed that my jaw was to the floor. I was just in awe, and I know that this was produced by Jay-Z, and like just the way that they created it. So the artistic expression and the nuances to like an, a Western I thought was so great. I've never really seen a Western. It kind of ended up, I mean, there's a plot, there's a couple plot twists where you're just like, (gasps) you know what I mean? So, but I love everything black and anything black, especially when it's done so well and in a way that deserves so much recognition. Um, I I guess I'll wait for your input once you watch it a little further, because there was one particular scene where I was like, oh my God, I don't think I noticed it until they, until it got to that point. My biggest so. takeaway from halfway through it was, shit, I should go check out Love, Lovecraft Country because Jonathan uh. Majors is quickly becoming one of my favorite actors. I just love what he does with his body and it mostly his yep. face, his expressions. Yep. That's why, like, when he did Kang, I was truly enchanted. Yeah. I loved what he did. It was very sinister, like his laughs and his his mannerisms and like his movements. And yeah, the way he would use his voice was really good as Kang. Um, he's fantastic. You should watch Lovecraft Country because his his range is just I mean, like I said, he did so well in this role. And I, I he's he's just fantastic. And Idris Elba was great. And Regina King was great. And she's really know, short. She's got to be like five one. And I can't, the only, the one thing that I, I, so don't judge me, but I grew up on the boondocks. And so I still can't separate Regina King from um, Huey and the, um, the other character. And because that's her voice. And so it's, I, I don't know, it just, it just cracks me up sometimes. But Wasn't she I, in a different world too? Um, I think she, she was in one of those black shows that made it on she was TV she was she was I just don't remember which one it was I don't know that was that was probably before my time it definitely was but would you remember a different world at all 
Oh, yeah, I watched it through and through, but I just don't remember. I, it was so long ago that I watched it um, that I don't actually remember. Yeah. But she, it, nonetheless, she was very good. And Lakeith, uh, I forget his last name. Stanfield? Yes. He, he was, very good. was fantastic. Um, it, it just, there was so many good things. It just. I don't know. I really loved it. And it reminded me of like how gangs interact with each other, even in present time. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's an old Western based in what late 1800s, early 1900s. And, um, yeah, that was my other thing. I was thinking, I get it. it, it it's fantasy and it's, it's wonderful to do these things like black Westerns are having a moment right now. I think this is like the mm -hmm. second black cowboy thing Idris Elba has done this year. But I was like, hmm, the, 18, the 19th century, there are no towns with all these black people and no white people. No, there were. So that Redwood actually existed. So that, but, okay. but they had artistic, they had, I mean, obviously they were, it was artistic expression in the stories, but these characters did exist and Redwood did exist. Um, there were black towns that were, I mean, we know this because of like Tulsa and the history of some of these things, but you're just not learning them until we tell our own stories. I like you know it. what I mean? Which is great and sad at the same time. Um, but yeah, like, I, you know what? I want to see them do a story on as, as I'm expressing more interest in learning about these stories. I want to see them do something about the town that is under a lake in Georgia. Like that story is fascinating that a lot of people don't know anything about, you know? I can't find, I don't think, so Regina King, I think I confused my shows. Uh, she was in 227. Which 227. You, which, and she was a kid, right? You don't remember that, do you? Um, my parents. So no, okay. I don't remember it, but my brother <clears throat> would watch it every now and then, like when we would be together. And I know she was a little girl in 227, right? Had to have been. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last thing, there were uh, a couple of homicides early mm. in the morning. They identified who the women were. I haven't seen anything as to what the motivation was or anything like that. It's another mm -mm. awful situation. Um, but it moves me closer to uh, having my, my $1,000 we will pay you not to shoot someone hotline. Now we're going to put you through all kinds of things and try to get you on a better path to get you 1000 bucks. but... What else can we do to stop it at this point? I, I mean, at least make an effort into trying to figure out a way. I, I just, I don't know. Like, you get to the point where you're like, I don't know what the answers are. And again, the violence, are they violence interpreters or violence interrupters? Because I feel like, it, okay. We, nobody so, needs to interpret anything. We know what's happening. <laughs> like, there's only so much that they're going to be able to do, especially so early on. Like, we're not going to see the effects of that long term for some time. But at the same time, like, you know, the the financial incentive might only be short term as well. Like, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's rough. It's rough. That's, that's just too bad. There's there's a there's a lot going on in our city that we need to make sure that we continue to shine a light on and not in a not in a critical way, but in just a what can we all do to make a difference here? Well, we can. Uh, it sounds crass but it's pretty accurate the, the the colder it gets the faster it gets mm -hmm. it will assuage some of these terrible problems because usually there's more crime in warmer weather um and if i, I obviously don't want cold weather but cold weather could uh could quiet some of the crime problems that we're, we've been dealing with but that doesn't mean yeah. that they're, they're not going to come back and we fixed anything so we still need those solutions i mean i i like i said i agree that there's you know 
the financial incentive. I, you and I agree that a lot of it is like hopelessness and 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 just lack of dis, and the disparities and the financial gaps. And you can't fix that. That's not something that can be fixed overnight and, and even in a couple of years. But it's just bringing light to the issue and then allowing more people to see a path out of that. And it often involves opportunity and money and resources. And we just need to make sure that we keep doing it. We keep offering it and not just to kids. You know, I will have that argument all day long, not just to the children. Um, have a good rest of your night. I will let you know how I things finish up with the, uh, the harder they fall. Yeah, I think you'll really like it. I want to hear your thoughts. Okay, I'll text you later. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.